I'm making out with the microphone. Yeah, you are. Super hot. Super hot. And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. I'm Subi. I'm Cher. And welcome to Gossip Girl's podcast. Yeah, where we talk about pod, um, girl, Gossip Girl and just dig deep into the crazy world of the Upper East Side. It sounded like you said dick deep. Yep, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that out. No, never. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, we talk about Gossip Girl, talk about everything that has to do with um, just... The show, the backstories, we talk about the books, all that good stuff. And sometimes ourselves. Yeah. So this episode is episode one, season three, season one, episode three. And we're talking about Poison Ivy. And what is the Netflix description? Blair uncovers scandalous information about Serena that may not remain a secret much longer. Yeah, scandalous. Scandalous, but also that's not what not the episode is not at yeah. all. Yeah, so the the Gossip Girls like main overarching Netflix description is a group of hyper privileged Manhattan private school kids seem to get away with everything, except an anonymous blogger is watching their every move, which is not a complete sentence. But yeah. here we are. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Netflix is like doing like a synopsis of the Wikipedia page. It is not good. <laughs> Like and their like, their descriptions are just never ever. It's notoriously bad. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they do better. So. My dream job is to be the copywriter for Netflix descriptions because they're just always so wrong and so bad, and I could do so much worse. Yeah, and the thing is, is like I feel like you don't even necessarily have to watch the show to like like oh some girl like you know did yeah. something. Like we don't know if Blair is a girl or a guy. You don't even have to watch the show to know that. Exactly, because there is yeah. a Blair Underwood, and he's a dude. So, yeah, and he's a hot not, dude. Exactly, I was about to say that. Like, <laughs> yep, I I still hit that. Yeah, shout out to. Blair Underwood. Yeah. Shout out to Blair. <laughs> the Blairs. That should be one of our fanfics. Can you write that down? I don't have a pen. The Blairs. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, this episode of season uh, is episode three, Poison Ivy. And the main focus of this episode is Ivy Week. Ivy Week, which apparently is a thing that happens at private schools in New York. But it's when Ivy League... Um, I guess delegates or whatever people from like usually professors from Ivy League schools or recruiters, recruiters, yeah, or admissions people. Like admission they, people, they have this mixer, and the the main um, point of this episode is that certain people are trying to be the escorts for the the ushers. Yeah, ushers. Sorry, not escorts. Not, they're not paying for sex. You know what? There are other definitions of escorts out there. Is there? I yes. mean, I mean, I don't know. I Escort feel like the- is someone who escorts someone somewhere. To have sex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on this show is still a virgin. Well, except for most people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a mixer for um, representatives from Ivy League schools, uh, the big three, Columbia, um, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, the Brown. Five. Uh, Dartmouth. I don't know. I know I'm, I said big three, but also I just went on to like a di- different tangent. But um, I can't. I so can't all count. all the Ivy League schools are yeah. here. The ones that count. The yeah. ones that count. And um, at the beginning of the episode, I you know. are introduced to the school assembly with a Fergie acapella. L A M O Yeah, 
Annie is part of this choir and they are singing that song to the general like it's so awkward it's, it's so weird why it, are they singing that it's not appropriate for school it's not appropriate for school and it's just i don't understand what was the 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 mytho- like what what the purpose of that was it was really just out of it place it was a popular song at the time and they I need get, to figure yeah. out how to put jenny's singing career into this show somehow yep because she's actually the lead singer of a band pretty reckless pretty reckless yeah but that's uh that's like season four material um <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of foreshadowing foreshadowing <laughs> of like her musical ta- um, musical talents pretty reckless pretty the pretty reckless, pretty reckless. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a really awkward intro to like the world of um, ivy league and all it's kind of like a montage of all the students getting ready to go to class to go to the universe and go to uh, class and the assembly yeah we go to the humphrey loft where dan humphrey has shaved and done the classic thing of nicking his face while shaving and he has bits of toilet paper stuck to his face classic do people actually do that i don't know i don't know i don't shave there yeah so, so. i mean yes. i i sometimes i nick my my i'm behind my knees but yeah but i don't ever like put toilet paper there i just hold it until it goes away right or just let it bleed yeah <laughs> it's fine everything's fine it's it's fine I'm, I'm just dying slowly it's cool yeah it's very sad and so dan humphrey has a great quote and he says being able to shave is a prerequisite for attending most schools which from beard's popularity in recent years it's probably not true anymore but this is 2007 and being clean shaven is a must yeah i guess Ugh. so dan humphrey wants to be the usher for dartmouth mm-hmm. and he tries really hard to become the usher for dartmouth but he has a nemesis who we found in episode two nate, nate archibald. archibald or mayonnaise boy as we call him human mayonnaise human mayonnaise I keep so, calling him Mayo Boy. I don't know I, why. I like Mayo Boy better. It's, it's it rolls off the tongue, but he's human mayonnaise. Like he's, he's just so yeah. plain, and you know people will need light mayo in their lives. The worst part is I like mayonnaise. It tastes good on sandwiches. I like it sometimes. I like, I like it in moderation. Like I like Nate in moderation. Yeah, and so Nate Nate doesn't want to go to Dartmouth, but his dad's like, you have to go to Dartmouth. You have to go to Dartmouth. Go to law school. Legacy. And then Mary Blair. Yeah, it's very really weird and creepy and like. Monar- monarchy kind of way it's yeah. very it's very like you know betrothed and betrothed i'm betrothing you 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 17 legacy, year old right and he's like i want to go to usc because it's in california i want to surf bro yeah and so. nate's character is really similar to freddie prince jr's character and she's all that yes and that his dad's like you have to go to dartmouth and then he's like, no, I don't want to. I want to go out west. I feel like some, I feel like some missed opportunity. There wasn't a, 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 a sack, a, like, a, like a sack guy. Hacky sack. Hacky sack. It's Hacky. very sad. Yeah, a missed opportunity yeah. for everyone involved, for sure, in that moment. Yeah, so Nate wants to go to USC and make his own way, and he hates the fact that everyone has his life planned out for him. And Blair wants to go to Yale. Because her father went to Yale, she's and always been Yale like she no sweatshirt has ever fit her as perfectly as the Yale sweatshirt that her dad gave her she almost got a bulldog but Dorota told her not to get it it was a good idea (laughs) (laughs) um and so Serena wants to go to Brown for some reason her mother went to Brown oh okay yeah um she her her reason for wanting to go to college now instead of finishing out high school is that no one knows her at college and she just wants to start Start over. over classic serena classic serena just want to start over and make a change oh my god i'm just like away message (laughs) her away message is just just start over (laughs) i just want to start over so good but yeah so of course uh serena misses the assembly because serena can't tell time 
and she's hanging out with her brother at the Ostroff Center. Yeah, I'm okay. That's that, that's a little bit of a that, that's okay, I guess. Yeah, I was kind of being. I'm sorry, Serena. Family. She's being a good sister. She is being a good sister. And so then there's there's um, after the assembly there's a lacrosse game. And no, 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 you missed the right before that. There, there is an encore moment between uh, Dan and Serena. Oh, I forgot about that. When he, she said, "Is it over?" He's like, after the assembly. And he was like, "Yeah, well, we had that conversation, and it's it's so over." It's like I met the assembly because they broke up last week. Right. Oh, so awkward, Dan. So awkward. Why are you so self-centered? Why do you think that everything everyone's talking about? Because he's is a man. Damn, Humphrey. Damn, Humphrey. <sighs> Get your life together, buddy. Seriously. Do better. But yeah, so there's the field hockey. Oh, field hockey. Field yeah. hockey. Yeah. And uh, as we know from Mean Girls, field hockey is how Mean Girls get out their aggression instead of being passive aggressive towards each other. Yep. They just go to actual blows. Yeah. And then Blair and Serena are both either. We don't know if they're on opposing teams or the same team, but they somehow get into some sort of physical altercation. There's and, clubs involved. Yeah. And Serena says. I want to believe that was an accident when Blair hits her and Blair says, then you must be delusional. <laughs> I love Blair so much. I know. She's so mean, but in a great way. Yeah. And then Serena sort of hits Blair back kind of half-heartedly. And, and Blair feigns injury ah! her leg and yeah. uh, Serena gets kicked off the, the team and uh, says, I hope it's broken. Yep. Which obviously, you know, it's not because you barely hit her. That's exactly. a bad comeback. Yeah. Get it together. Not great. World War Three just broke out and it was wearing knee socks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gossip Girl. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen Bell. And so uh, the next part of this episode is when they're interviewing with the um, to be ushers with the principal. Mm -hmm. Is it the principal or is headmaster. it like the headmaster? And Dan's interviewing to be the Dartmouth usher. And oh he my has God. This might be my favorite interview it's, that's on, that I've seen in a really long time because it's so self-entitled. It's so sad. And the way that like anybody else who has, the thing is like all these kids are entitled just based. Hyper-privileged. Hyper-privileged kids. As description and this, Right. And this kid, you know, who's not from, you know. This world. This world. He gives the most self entitled speech i think i've ever heard because he's like i'm you know a scholarship kid i'm from brooklyn i deserve this chance and he ends it with dartmouth is my dream i i've never asked dartmouth but i think it's been dreaming of me and it's just like no what are you doing buddy like, damn humphrey damn humphrey like really dude just stop it yeah it's Girl. not even it wasn't even clever no. It was like pathetic. And also, I did really tweet this about job applications and it got like 11 faves. So it might have been clever. <laughs> we don't actually know. Oh, man. Maybe because it came from you. I'm adorable and it's You're okay really for me to be You entitled. can pretty much get away with anything, honestly. <laughs> so I would, I, if I saw that tweet, I probably would have favorited it as well. I'm sorry I missed it. It's okay. Next time. I'll actually go back in time. I'm in favorite <laughs> just, to, just to get that out, out of my way. But yeah, and I think my favorite um, also interview is uh, its second runner-up as far as self-entitlement goes is with uh, Chuck Bass, whose simple response was, I'm Chuck Bass. Why? Who is he interviewing for again? I think he might have been interviewing with um, it was like he switched. Princeton or Columbia or one oh. of those. No, I think it might have been Harvard. It was probably Harvard. It's probably Harvard. They're barely mentioned. Yeah, and then he was like, who, is, uh, who was the, and he switched with Princeton, but that's, yeah. we, we talk about that later. I'm pretty sure that these schools were paid or they paid to be on the show and yeah. whoever didn't pay 
got stuck with Chuck Bass. Because <laughs> who wants to go to the Get your consolation prize. Like, there you go. Yeah. As Have we learned kid. in the previous episodes, main life goal is to never go to a second location with Chuck Bass. Yeah, he's the he worst. Sucks. Yeah. He's not great. Yeah. So we have Blair and Chuck. They're scheming together. Blair wants some dirt on Serena. She she wants to... For total social destruction. Yeah. Because she is still pissed about the fact that Serena slept with Nate. And she wants to destroy him. Yeah. Yeah. Slept with Nate. Slept with Nate. Okay. And... So she she calls Chuck and is like, hey, get me some dirt on Serena. And he's like, okay. And then they hang up without even saying bye. It's really weird. I don't understand it. It's a New York thing. It's an East Coast thing. Like, Why do they do that? Oh, my dad does that. He like, like, all right. And then hangs up. I'm like, dad, dad. I've known him for my whole Hello? life. And I Are still, you still there? And I still have a very uncomfortable conversation with my father on the phone. Like, that's, why we, that's why we always text. But my, also, my dad's a really weird texter. He like, every time he texts me, he ends with ellipses. Uh-huh. Like everything. Why? It's Why do old people do that? It's ellipses, but also it's like dad. No matter what Stop it is, it. it's like yes, dot 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 dad, or like yeah. My dad does love dad and G chats even. Yeah, and it's every text message, every response, love dad or not, but dad, dad, dad. Please. Sometimes he changes up with daddy. Yeah. But anyway, that was on a tangent, but I felt it was relevant. It's adorable. That's I was wondering about the the not saying bye thing yeah. i mean so if i hang up without saying bye to my mom she'll be like oh my god what happened are you okay and she'll call me back repeatedly until i answer yeah my mom does the same thing like she gets upset with me if i don't if i don't say goodbye a proper goodbye to her on the phone yeah and she'll like text me and she assumes like my phone like you know lost signal or something and, and if then, i don't say i love you she'll be like you don't love me yeah i get that too with my mom she's very like very super conscious about my love for her that's like but i you know i love you like yeah i love you more than anyone you're my you're my main bae our mom should be like you know you love me xoxo mom (laughs) (laughs) but they're not they're like do you love me yeah they're always questioning they're so self-conscious i know they're they're so like insecure in their love for their of their daughters i know oh i love you so much mom but i also feel like that's gonna be me like when when my mom's like why don't you love me more you don't understand how much i love you my mom's my mom's quote once was no one's gonna ever love you if you don't love yourself and i said mom i love you and she said that's because i love myself and that was really good life advice. <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant! I know it's so good, but she's still so insecure. Like I don't really know. I know my mother. She has like, God bless my mother. She has the confidence of someone half her age. Uh-huh. Like she thinks she's like the shit. And that's amazing. She's like, yeah, I'm an incredible human being. Like you were lucky to have me in my life. And my mother always clap backs on my father. Like it's amazing. That's so she's great. she's so great. She doesn't take any shit by anybody. But yeah, moms are great. I love mom. I love her mom. Moms are great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we find out that Dan does not get the position with Dartmouth. Nope. And it goes to human mayonnaise. Human mayonnaise. Nate Archibald. And he is oh so like cavalier about it. It's like, yeah, I got it. I uh, want it though. I want to go to USC because of surfing bra. Yeah, and then Dan and Nate are like, uh, we we hate each other, but we're gonna like passive aggressively kind of sort of hit each other with our hands, but not really. Like that that kind of argument. Yeah, it's it's very like like imagine doggy paddling fighting. That's how they fight. <laughs> if only, if only that was actually what happened. It would be really cute and adorable. Yeah. And then Dan tells Nate that he basically got the Dartmouth usher position because of his privilege and money and name, and then he goes home and complains to Rufus and says, "Last year, I think Nate had an original thought. 
it died of loneliness which is i think probably one of his best lines yeah not just in this in episode the entire series. but the entire series it was like oh that was clever dan good job yeah best clap back <laughs> good job. best clap up of the episode um so yeah uh we go through a little bit of there's a weird period where uh chuck follows serena creepily like the creep that he is yeah he's so creepy in his first episodes like chuck creep bass so creepy that's his name but he goes and follows serena she's listening to like you know some you know some alt band walking down the street with a little mp3 player you know that she put down from like you know cvs you know no she's like a little small one because it's not an ipod and it's not like one of those uh, oh my god it's but a, it's 2007 ipods were like super in that's what i'm saying but it's like not that it's like some really off-brand thing that she's, and she's like walking down the street with her headphones old technology i know old technology so um yeah she's like walking down the street with her headphones and chuck is like in this limo and like rolling the windows down really slowly and then taking like creepy pictures of her backside as she walks into like you're rich you could pay someone to do this yeah exactly like commission that shit out you know yeah. freelance that you have a he like i don't know you can get a pi i'm yeah. pretty sure he could he probably has one on a retainer also what time is this is this the same day yeah it is which is ridiculous i think yeah i don't i don't know how much, so much happens so much happens it's crazy but he takes pictures of her actually walking to the ostrov center the, which is a mental health center where her brother is because he tried to commit suicide exactly it's a mental health but it also helps with like addiction yeah and so there's there's a huge stigma in the upper east side about having to go to a mental health center which is very weird because most of these people go to therapy or should be in therapy yeah and like that's just a thing about that's almost a status thing in some some circles of like oh yeah i have my my therapist therapist. yeah like i remember when i was younger in high school i went to a therapist and people thought i was rich yeah and i was like i'm not rich not at all like it's paid for through like public aid but i need to see it on the upper east side it is it is a status symbol yeah, absolutely you know and like there and it's always like you know they have like all the same circles have like the same like four therapists they all see each other yeah because you have to it's a very like you know like a recommendation like re- re- a referral basis which is why gossip girl is revealed to be in this episode one of the therapists <gasps> <gasps> i'm just kidding we don't know who it is yet no we won't know for a while yeah like forever yeah, so people of color watch the mental health professional at the Ostroff Center is black. Yeah, I'm a mediator, which is yeah. great. And I was very happy. It was a black woman, too. Yeah. And I was like, okay, POC alert. hey <laughs> I'll add that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she was well-spoken, and it's like, good job. Good casting there. Finally. Yeah, and it was nice to see her like actually have something of worth to say, and she wasn't just like a filler. Yeah. So that was cool. And um, we find out that Serena kind of was pushing to get Eric to be able to spend the night out with her at the engagement with the mixer. And it was a nice tough environment. There would be people around and he would be social. Yeah. And it's he, like, it's safe. It's safe. Supposedly. And uh, Lily was not very happy about it, but she um, did it to appease her daughter and her son. Yeah. But she needed to leave, needed to clear her head because she had oh things God, to do. Why does she always need to clear her head? You, you might no- need to get yourself checked out. Right. Or like, you know, I don't know, not wear a tight ass bun maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's true. Because that bun is slick. Yeah. I wish I could get my hair to do that. And I tried to do it I once. So it many, so bad. I have so many flyaways though. It's yeah. really sad. But I don't like jam or gel because it like makes my hair crunchy. Ew. And like there's flakes. It's it's a whole thing. That's pretty gross. Sure. Okay. Thanks. It's <laughs> my hair actually. I'm not gross. Subi, you're just being close-minded. <laughs> 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 oh, 
no shaming no hair shaming on this podcast i was gel shaming about the crunchiness <laughs> but okay um so then dan's still complaining to rufus and rufus says and then he goes to the school and talks goes ham at the school a little he goes bit. ham he goes in he likes like excuse me excuse me uh, can you like where, fix this? Where do I go? Was there a glitch in the system? Yeah, like a glitch in the system of you know this world, <laughs> this world, this world. Rufus. There's no glitch in the system. It's there. because you don't have enough money to purchase thing in Manhattan. Basically, and you have to purchase things in Brooklyn. Right, and so he finagles his way into um, creating two positions in the Maxer department, which is a refreshment committee for Dan, for Dan, and entertainment committee for himself. For Rufus. Because, because you know, had to you know, finagle his way and stay relevant to the plot line. Yeah. <laughs> so, with his, with his, what is he wearing? He was wearing like some stupid rubber necklace oh and God. a chain. Oh my God. And wristbands. But I think on his, both of his hands. Yes, but he. Um, so painfully. Nice. Yeah, it was it was great. So Rufus, dad of the day, I guess it was good times. Yeah. And then now we're at the mixer. The mixer. The mixer. Oh my gosh. So again, every episode has a party. So this episode is <gasps> surrounded right. by the mixer where all the characters are in one spot and they can have like dramatic looks to one another. So this uh all culminates to the big party scene. The mixer, there's a lot of, you know, looking glasses, people are talking and chatting about university, and we are brought into uh Nate's conversation with the um, professor at English professor at Dartmouth who wrote a book called The Petting Zoo, which his name is J.L. Hall. J.L. Hall. And The Petting Zoo was actually written by a totally different person. <laughs> who? I believe I might get shot for this, but I believe it was William S. Burroughs. I'll Google it. Yeah, we can always edit this out. Yeah. But um, yeah, there is a petting zoo and it's written by a different human being. Oh, well. This yeah. show isn't known for its reality. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not by that guy. And I was just kind of like, it kind of threw me out of the, um, the 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 mythology of the story. So I was like, uh, okay, cool, I guess. Cher was very upset when we were watching this. Yeah, I don't know. Jim Carroll. Yes. By Jim Carroll. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Jim Carroll. Not J. L. Hall, which is very similar, actually. It has yeah. a lot of the similar letters. Yeah, but Jim Carroll, yeah, that's that's it. He wrote the Petting Zoo, not this guy. So I don't know. It kind of threw me out of um, the uh, continuity a little bit. So yeah. whatever, that's fine. Not I won't I won't kill I won't kill the show for it. But I was a little like, man, that's not true. And then Chuck ends up switching his ushership with someone, and he's like, he's something really creepy because the Princeton person Princeton's is like, hot. It's like I'm gonna get into. I really want to get into I'm Princeton. Trying to get into Princeton. So gross. So creepy. Am so I am I doing a good job of imitating him? Does that sound like him? I think so. I'm trying. I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. I'm trying to get into Princeton. That's pretty good, actually. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I practice in the mirror. Oh. Yeah. Every morning when I wake up, I'm like, how can I be the most Chuck Bass I could be today? <laughs> It usually fails and I'm nice oh. and not creepy, but only kind of creepy. I do some really creepy things. That's cool. We all have a little creepy in all of us. Yes. Be the best creep you can be. I'm a creep. Oh. Chuck's oh. a weirdo. <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and at the at the party, so Eric's at the party and Jenny Humphrey is also at this party for yeah, some reason. I have no idea why she's at the party. Probably because Dan and Rufus is there and probably yeah. don't want to leave her alone. But she's also fourteen. Yeah. She can't like, babysit herself. Yeah, but still, yeah, Jenny happens to be there, and 
Jenny and Eric meet. They're yeah. in the same grade and uh, friendships begin. It's so cute. And he tells her why he's like where he was and he wasn't in Florida. He was at the Ostroff Center and like they form a friendship and, and they it's bond. adorable. And it's so nice. And they're both blonde and adorable. I know. They look like siblings more than Dan and Jenny look like siblings. I know. It's weird casting. Yeah. It's yeah. Why? You know what? I think actually it's because Eric's hair is like weird frosted tips. Yeah, well, he's a natural. He's a natural brunette. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, he becomes brunette later in the. Yeah, spoilers. Sorry, yeah, sorry, but I can have like a little side. The actor, he was in two separate episodes of SVU, <laughs> <laughs> and was and was both the bad guy in both episodes. Classic Eric. Yep, classic Eric. Classic yeah. that character. I forgot his name, but that's okay. Oh, and at this party, Nate and Serena like sort of meet at the refreshment table mm-hmm. and Serena tries talking to Nate and he ignores her and it is very funny and sad. And she's like, are you just going to ignore me? And he just continues to ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Um, there are a couple of like authors that are name dropped. Um, Dan, who is trying to help Nate talk to the professor at Dartmouth. He says that he used Dr. Seuss as a reference, um, as a touch point for the book, The Petting Zoo. And also he was uh, using early Faulkner. So oh, you yeah. got, you got kind of those like, Oh yeah, I read, I read I'm books. I'm so good at I'm reading so books read. by white men. Right. And I was like, okay. I mean, granted I like both those, those authors a lot. It's okay. But I'm not faulting you for it. I'm faulting Dan Humphrey. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh damn yeah. humphrey damn humphrey but um yeah got a little name droppy there so um yeah but yeah so the big plot twist of this episode plot twist plot twist with a twist um plot with a twist <laughs> yes exactly it's my is thing. blair she is um as a committee as a committee chair for the um because the, the Mexer is also a charity event for um, they have a donation for some kind of um, charity every year. And she does and she announces whatever the charity that you're going to donate money to from the school at this mixer. And it's going to be the Ostroff Center. <gasps> and people are like, what the fuck? So Why is like, the Ostroff Center? What is happening? And her reason is like, because one of our students, one of our own, one of our own was addicted to alcohol and drugs and lost her way but she found help at the Ostroff center and then she brings on serena vanderwoodson oh my god put her on front street put her on block it's awful it's the worst put her on blast she basically was like hey you know you have mental health issues and i don't agree with that yeah and it's like you know she's shaming her publicly yeah fuck and i was when i remember i remember seeing this episode and just being like Okay, fuck that Blair. Sucks. Yeah, fuck I hated Blair. her. I I was not a fan of Blair in this moment. I was like, really, bitch. Like, yeah, like, don't. Like, number one, like you're not just offending Serena in this moment, but you're like really being shitty to everyone people. who has ha- ever had, had mental health issues. Yeah, it's like that is not your place, girl. No. What the fuck are you doing? So, Serena, it's being. Like- one of her most evil plans. Yeah, I think it might actually be one. I think it might be her yeah. most evil. I don't. I can't think of anything right off the top. I'm sure we will find something later on in the series. Yeah. But, but as of right now, she kind of outdid herself as far as like 
destructing destroying someone's life and also just in the context of the show at this point you realize what, how far these girls will go yeah to stream each other and it's just really really terrible it's like the way that serena deals with is she goes up on stage and see, she said she talks it's kind of a nice moment for her because she mm-hmm. talks about how um being at the ostrov center she doesn't out her brother but she talks about how being at the Ostrov Center has been about forgiveness kind of you said as a metaphor yeah because she's like I forgive you Blair for this like please forgive me for sleeping with your boyfriend a year ago and like she's just trying so hard to not make a bad make a bad situation and then trying to do something make something better out of it yeah sure and then Blair cuts her off because she's like oh no Serena's gonna like win Mm -hmm. and yeah then Serena leaves and meets up with Dan, who's like, that was a really nice thing you did with for your brother. I think I'm in love with you again, <laughs> basically. Yeah. His exact words were, I know I said some things about you and your world. And then he apologizes to her. And Wait, because Jenny told him that it wasn't uh, Serena yeah. in the offshore center, but it was her brother, Eric. Yeah. And, you know, he realizes, oh, she has depth. She's not, you know, just it's a product she, of her world, but she's actually she's somebody actually who's really redeemable. Sister. Like, she is. I don't like Serena, but. Like in most of the series, but like she is a good sister, and that's a mm-hmm. really, really nice thing she did. And like, you know what? At the heart of it, Serena's not usually a bad person in this series. No, she's not a bad person, and she says something that I don't really care about. Yeah. Like, I, like that's what it is. It's <laughs> that's like, not oh, why I watch the show. I don't watch the show for her, and I realize that she is at the start of the show, but it's like, like meh. She's like the kind of protagonist, like, you know, how like in shows like Dexter or like the people or like in other shows where they're the protagonist, you're supposed to like love the protagonist. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't nah, really care about you, so honestly. Boring. You're just like eh, you're not, you're, like, you're the least interesting character in your own show. Yeah, like, it's a Ted Mosby effect. Oh my god, I hate Ted Mosby. Yeah, Ted Mosby. Ted Mosby and Dan Humphrey, <laughs> same. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So that kind of interaction with Dan and Serena kind of gave a um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing for um, potential and the relationship that their relationship was not dead. Yeah. And, and they're, he, they're he, friends again. They're friends again. And he gave her the invitation that if you want to talk about stuff or, or not, not talk, talk about, about stuff, stuff, you should hit me up. So it's, it's very sweet. So it's not, that's nicely resolved, but then it's not finished. Eric pulls aside Blair and tells uh, tells him the re- tells Blair the real reason why he's at the Offstrop Center. Yeah, and she's really she seems really taken aback, and it's kind of like, oh my god, I didn't expect this to happen, mm-hmm. and I'm really sorry. And um, because of this, she decides to seek out Serena. Exactly. And Serena is sitting in Central Park and wearing a very ugly hat while Terrible it's raining hat. when Blair finds her. Also, I'm gonna quickly talk about Blair's outfit when she finds her in the rain. Okay, it's raining really, really hard, and Blair is wearing fucking stilettos. Like the cast or the the costume choices for the first few episodes, like what? No, they're not practical. Like Blair's outfits are great in the rest of the series, but like this episode, just no, 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 no. You they're can't wear practical. No, that's the thing. Like, they're they're great outfits in their own right, but they're and, just not. Yeah. It's not it's not conducive to what actually is happening. And they make rain boots that are very expensive that people on the Upper East Side could buy. That totally. Like, yeah, not just hunters. Like. Like even a, more expensive something like by louis vuitton or good, louis vuitton they have louis vuitton rain boots they're oh, really nice that sounds cool mm-hmm. or like out. gucci or something or prada or pucci or whatever is pucci a real brand yeah oh i always thought it was like a like a like a like a, a gucci yeah no it's pucci is like its own brand oh okay that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> not a porter.com spend more time on there subie 
we're yeah. not sponsored by them. <laughs> and so they have they have they go to a head in this moment of like real vulnerability between these two characters because Serena is upset and also Blair knows the character so well that she knew where to find her and I think that also just shows like how deep their friendship is. Yeah, because they've been friends forever. They've been friends forever, and it's it's a moment where like they are they realize they've both wronged each other in ways that's you know yeah. not irreversible. They can still mend time. Whenever something's bothering you, I can always find you here. <clears throat> you here for another cat fight? What's that? A letter? I wrote it to you when you were away at boarding school. I never sent it. Dear Serena, my world is falling apart. And you're the only one who would understand. My father left my mother for a 31-year-old model. A male model. I feel like screaming because I don't have anyone to talk to. You're gone. My dad's gone. Nate's acting weird. Where are you? Why don't you call? Why did you leave without saying goodbye? You're supposed to be my best friend. I miss you so much. I'll split. Why didn't you sit there? You would have what? You knew, Serena. And you didn't even call. I didn't know what to say to you, or even how to be your friend after what I did. I'm so sorry. Eric told me what happened. I guess your family's been going through a hard time too. It was a really moment. It was a really, really beautiful moment of vulnerability because you know this is a character who is so ice cold. Yeah. Who never really shows her cracks, and she kind of like cried, and she wanted her best friend, and she missed her, and it's. It was so sweet. It was a really nice moment, just because you have these this girl who, you know, in the book she was very like frigid, very like closed. She didn't really open up, and the only character that she really opened up to was her best friend, and she felt like she was. She felt betrayed and abandoned. Yeah. And you see that this moment... Um, of beautiful vul- vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. And um, I was really... And it was great acting, I think, of uh, Leighton Minster. Yeah, Leighton Meester. She, she, she plays her, Blair so well. She, play, it, she is I Blair. Love her. Yeah, she, she is like, Blair. She does so well. I heard she was actually blonde and she like dyed her hair yeah. brown to play Blair. And yeah. I was like, That's kind of interesting. Yeah, and she's so much better as a, as a brunette. Oh my God, so I much know. Better. But so, yeah, that's how the episode ends primarily as at uh at uh, this really great pretty scene of these two characters mm-hmm. looking at each other and i thought it was a nice cinematography as far as that goes because it's gonna rain and it's gloomy and it's kind of a, a nice metaphor of where they are in their relationship yeah it's great cleansing the palette cleansing the you know and it washing kind of away. sets the tone for the rest of the series of mm-hmm. blair and serena's relationship and that's kind of like that's kind of how it goes for the rest of it like they 
they break up and they make up and they break up and they make up and you know it's just it's a real it's 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 the true relationship yeah it's the true relationship of the it's the center of relationship of the show yeah no matter what relationship like romantic or romantic relationships they have with these men in their lives it it goes uh, these two women are going through this life together and so that's this is their first makeup we see yeah and uh yeah so let's talk about some stuff fashion stuff um so fashion 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 um rufus oh my god so rufus has the worst outfits they're worse than serena's outfits they're on the show they're pretty bad but my favorite is when he decided to go back to the to go to the high school and the best outfit he could pull together was like some jeans and a blue polo and you know that was his nicest shirt. You know that Blue was. Pol- it wasn't even. It was probably not even a real polo. It was probably from Target. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or Aeropostale or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. That's definitely <laughs> from Aeropostale. Or like, or Hollister. Hollister or like Abercrombie. Like, not not Ralph Lauren. You know, he's not about those labels. Real he's polos. A, is mall, it's mall brands for him. Or thrifted. Let's be real. He didn't even go to the mall. He is thrifted. Yeah, that's that like, shit. that's his brand. He, he thrifts. He thrifts. Definitely. So, um... Uh, gosh, uh, Serena's outfit at the mixer was actually, I liked that one. Which one was that? It was, um, oh, it was, uh, it had like a, it was a V-neck and mm-hmm. it was a, a nat- it was natural waist yes. too, which is great. Cause yeah. so this is 2007 and this is the height of empire waist yes. and it sucks. And I hate so empire wasting. No suck. one. Yeah. They're not great. But they only, they only like work with certain body types and like, they like none. It, I, right. I think only, only time you can wear empire waist is if is you're if 12 that, or if you have like a large middle section, it kind of hides like if you have like if you have like like i mean i i, I can pull off empire wasting because really? yeah because like i mean it, it kind of like accentuates your your bust uh-huh. but also kind of hides like oh you know gosh. when i was saying really i didn't mean like you can't take pull it off i was meaning like oh no no i, no, I know I've what you meant you wear an empire waist yeah I've, i i have a couple of them i don't mm-hmm. i don't have them more them in a long time but i, do I have a couple. cannot wear them because it looks really weird it looks really 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 weird <laughs> it's like I don't know, because like I don't really have boobs, and so mm. it's like, oh, it's a t-shirt. yeah. But for people who have busts, but yeah. have like large metal sections, like they're great okay. for curvy sized women. Okay, but for someone with um this like the way that Serena is built built, she has no business wearing that. No, it's not good for her. Uh, not good for her. But like, anyways, her outfit was great. It was like a cream colored V neck mm-hmm. natural waist, and then it had like a slightly darker cream colored skirt thing mm-hmm. and it looked really nice it looked really nice it was becoming it was appropriate which is something that i don't think that she nails most of the time is yeah. that she wears outfits that are not necessarily appropriate for the it wasn't really appropriate for the setting i mean it was still kind of like it casual was... for a um a meeting where you're meeting a bunch of people that can possibly let you into college but it was yeah. it was a nice outfit i like the outfit for sure um blair what a suit Oh, I loved her suit because it was amazing blue. Yeah, it was very like nice. Like my alma mater. It was very nice. Um, it's cute. Um, yeah. I can't um, remember anyone else's outfit. Uh, Jenny wore really like she wore like one of those like one shouldered dresses that oh, were in God, fashion. Those were so in fashion. I they were hate so those. in fashion, and I'm not a fan of one shouldered. But I, I like. I wasn't a fan of those when they were in fashion either. Neither. Yeah, I, like, I know it was never. They're fan. so ugly. Yeah, they're I never not. got one. I never wanted one. Yeah. but I loved the color on her. Like, it was like a like a like a royal blue. Mm, oh yeah, and it was beautiful. That was really nice. It really looked great on her. 
Um, a bad fashion moment was during the glamorous at the beginning was Jenny was Jenny. wearing tube socks. Jenny. And the only one wearing tube out. socks. Yeah. They're all wearing like no socks. And she's like, I'm going to wear tube or socks. Like, or I'm like fashion-y. burgundy, which is appropriate to her outfit, to the uh, to the uniform. And she's like, it was like a, like a sore thumb. Fucking tube socks. It was not great. No. Tube socks are appropriate in 1984. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so music. Music. So, again, we talk about that terrible, awkward... Um, G-L-A-M-O-R-O-U-S. Yeah. Fergie. Black Eyed Peas Fergie. And she also had another song uh, featured in was... Um, what was the song? Where'd you get your body from? Which, where'd you get that body from? I got it from no. my money. I got... <laughs> <laughs> Should we try that again? Yes. Okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to do like the where you get your body from? And I'll yeah. be like, I got it from my money. Uh-huh. Okay. Where'd you get your body from? I got it from my money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's funny every time. So funny. And uh, Feist was featured. Uh, I believe it was um, Shaboom. M- Shaboom was featured. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty much it. There was It was pretty light on the music this week, but Feist was definitely in like like huge demand then her her song one two three four was like one two, two three, three four oh like my God, i love was, that song yeah it's a great song that was a great album actually um reminder great album of 20, 2007 but it was all over the place so she was like that was like peak feist peak feist for sure but yeah um other musical moments not so much um but yeah it's yeah. freaking feist some uh, alliteration there we got a couple more features before we wrap things up with a rating. Um, what was the best character of this episode? I think Serena was the best character of this episode. I agree. She, she played herself incredibly. Her character did everything she was supposed to. Blair was a little bit too mean. She was my, she like, was the worst character for yeah, me this week. I, I thought Nate was the worst character. Oh, really? He's just like, he's so fucking boring. And he was like, oh, he traded with Dan so that he, he was like, I don't have to, I don't have to be the usher. Dan, you could be the usher because you clearly want to do it. I want to go out west to USC because I don't want my life planned out for me. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> Please delete yourself from the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I can't. I, I want to say the thing is I'm trying to avoid saying it every week because I feel like it'll be every week. He's a worst I know, character. That's very true. But I feel like just based on this episode, Blair definitely was the worst. And I think because she went too far. And yeah. I, I understand that being upset with your your best friend because she slept with your boyfriend is valid. But you don't go after somebody publicly that way without some repercussions and some like soul searching afterwards because you just can't do that. Yeah, because she's like Serena says. After after Blair tells everyone that she was at the Ostroff Center, Serena says, are we good now? Are we square? And Blair says, no, because nothing will ever be bad as bad as you sleeping with my boyfriend. And it's like, no, actually, there are not really. far worse things. Right. And like it's like fucking up her entire future. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, but, you know, in hindsight, she did get a. Um, um, she. So it's bad to do things like that, but like also she realized that it's not just you who you affect when you yeah. do these kind of things. And like, it was her brother, it was Serena's brother who was she was trying to protect him, protect him. And you know, so, um, Blair is an only child; she doesn't have that kind of sibling dynamic. And, oh, that's very true. Yeah, and she's it's very self centered, and it's just an interesting thing too to have that kind of like I mean, Serena in all extensive purposes was her sibling. Yeah, and so like it's 
it's a lot going on. There's a lot of lot of layers in that relationship, and that's why it's such an interesting. Yeah, that's portrayal. like that's really interesting because when she, I didn't even think of that when she outs Serena that like she doesn't realize that her actions affect other people because exactly. she doesn't have those kinds of relationships. She doesn't have those. There's, there's no dynamic really outside of Serena. Yeah, and I think that's why another reason why it hit her on such a different level when Serena portrayed her because she really doesn't have any siblings. She really doesn't have those people of her age or her her age bracket. She has this really complicated relationship with her mother, mm-hmm. and that's really her only family because her father had left her. So it was a lot of a lot of layers going on, and that was Blair why. Layers. Yeah, <laughs> Blair layers, and that's why that moment Blair. with them at the central park was such a poignant moment because this is Blair kind of with her waving her white flag and saying you know i'm upset with you just actually saying the words i'm upset with you as opposed to just being passive aggressive be, be passive aggressive and doing so many life. other things except for like actually interacting with her emotions yeah um what else was i gonna say i so as we found out in the previous few episodes, Lily and Rufus dated in their past lives. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think there's enough animosity between them right now. No. Because, like, they're, they're kind of, like, they act like they hate each other, but, like, the way they interact with each other acts like they don't hate each other. It's really weird. And so you don't really know if they hate each other. Right. And also, um, Lily brought up in the beginning of the episode with Serena and asked her what was going on with Dan. Oh, and Serena's like, oh, that's over, you know. Yeah, and I'm just trying to start over and all I'm just that. Just trying to start over. And Serena and Lily had this interesting reaction. She's like, hmm, interesting, because I think, like, I think in the back of her head, she does accept Dan. And I think she likes him, but she doesn't yeah. like the fact that he is Rufus's son. Yeah, I think in any other context, she would be fine with, um, with Daniel in um serena's life but because of her because he is her past relationship it's too close to home her past sexual relationship exactly and um and later in the season you'll find out reason uh, later in the series you'll find out why it was such an um do you think that rufus and lily lost their virginities to each other they were like 19 18 years old when they were fucking around so maybe probably i kind of see it that's why they're always so drawn to each other because otherwise it'd be like oh it was just a fling and they're always like you're just somebody i used to blow it's cool now you're just Just somebody that i used to blow somebody so yeah to blow (laughs) (laughs) give us a record deal please please we're so talented um so yeah let's write the episode soups um, I, I give it a seven. It did well with the relationship between Blair and Serena. And I really like that. And it's kind of sets it up for the, the rest of the series and how their relationship's going to go. And I liked that a lot. I gave it a seven and not a 10 because there's still the Lily and Rufus thing. I just get so annoyed by their stupid relationship. For and sure. Like the, the Dan and Nate thing seemed really contrived. Yeah. I think they just needed somebody yeah. to have like someone on the wrong side of the tracks yeah, like versus some golden boy and having that riff just kind of, it was very forced. It's a very bad B plot. Yeah. Um, I gave it a seven as well. I think the pacing was great as far as like, uh, divvying out I liked the interactions with different characters because in the beginning of the first two episodes it was just only like these two pairings but different pairings like you had like Blair and Blair and Chuck hanging out by themselves in one scene that was not in the past episodes really Blair is being normal and Chuck is being creepy yeah and then you have like Serena and Eric and you also have Serena and Nate then you have Nate and Dan and then you have Dan, and then you have Eric and Jenny so there was different dynamics and you're seeing these characters interact with one another outside yeah. of just the four uh characters of blair dan 
um, Blair, Dan, Serena, and Nate. And I think for a third episode, even it's really good because you like you you know a lot about the characters mm-hmm. already and how they're going to interact with each other. Yeah, and it's it's and it's it's not just a plot device; it's actually moving the show forward. Yeah, and getting deeper and deeper into these expectations that is Ivy's and all that baggage that comes with that. So yeah, and seven for me as well. So yeah, um, and that is a wrap with episode three. I would like to thank Subi for... I'd like to thank Cher. Yeah, who uh, we wrote the script for this episode. Um, production help with James T. Green. To get cards against the humanity for letting us use their space for this episode. And listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you come back. Your life. Yeah, we hope you come back next time. We for... wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. That's not true. We'd still be here. We'll still be here. We're still talking about <laughs> Gossip Girl, as we usually do. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and hope to see you next time. You know you love us. XOXO. XOXO.